Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Welcome to another episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. And my name is Ian Brodsky, and I am so excited about our guest today. Um, we have been trying to make this happen for a little bit, and then like life happened and scheduling happened, but here she is today with us. You, you probably know her from TikTok with her 50k plus followers her amazing takes on theater which like i could just do a whole like podcast where i just sit and talk to you about like that because i've just been so in love with like your thoughts and um (laughs) your insights um and she's an actress and singer it is anjali desiree welcome (laughs) so the first question is what is your relationship with the tv show glee I was a disgusting Glee fan. Hell yeah. I'm talking live tweeting. I was terrible. And I can go back and find the tweets and I'm like, you stupid idiot. You just <laughs> dumb idiot. Just so excited. Every single episode was like new life to me. Oh, I can't. I would, if I could go back and talk to my younger self that watched Glee for the first time every single week, I'd be like, honey, you have so much to learn. You have so much life coming at you. Please shut up. <laughs> We were starved for content back yes. in the day. There just wasn't anything else. Yes, I needed it. And I it was it. so, like, the only thing of its kind. Yes. Yeah. Like, when Rise like, came out, everybody was like, it's the new Glee. And I'm like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Like, let it We die. don't need a new Glee. We don't need any more Glee. We're fine. Believe me, we're good. That is, I was going to say a name, but that is a TV show I never would have thought of again for the rest of my life if you hadn't brought it up just now. Oh, yeah. Because Glee truly, like, <laughs> had that corner of the market mm-hmm. and went, no, mm-hmm. no more. Yep. No more. Yeah. Well, yeah. welcome to the shit show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because... Quite an episode you, uh, we've brought you on to talk about. I don't know if you guys know this, but you chose a very like Naya Rivera centric episode. Yes. And yesterday was the two year anniversary of us losing Naya. And yes. I was like, did oh, you I guys do that on purpose? That. Yeah. Yep. No, it is just how it worked out. Iconic. And of course, this won't be released until, yeah. like, later, iconic. but yeah. Very iconic. I love it. She looked great in this episode, but she also looked like she a did. full-grown adult yes. for most of this That's episode. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. Suspension of disbelief is very much required. You're pushing in it. In this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, Ryan Murphy, you're pushing it, but it's it's okay. Yes. Um, But yes, we are here to talk about Season 3, Episode 12 entitled The Spanish Teacher. It originally aired February 7th of 2012. Mm. Um, and my first note, just at top, is all caps, OH NO! <laughs> I think this might be the most upsetting beginning of an episode. I think this must be the most upsetting way for an episode to start. And it goes on so much longer <laughs> than you think it's going to. Oh yeah, absolutely. My very first note when I started watching the episode is, we're 30 seconds in, and the lack of specificity makes me want to punch things. <laughs> I'm so mad. Like, it's yeah. the line, my yearly rendition of La Cucaracha on Taco Tuesday. Just, a, just, just like, on Taco yeah. Tuesday, a random Tuesday, not any specific, you couldn't choose like Cinco de Mayo, just a random Taco Tuesday. Cool. 
Or does this imply that McKinley only serves tacos in their cafeteria <laughs> once a year? One Tuesday out of that. the year. And it's a Tuesday in presumably February. Yeah. Right. Um, on a scale of one to burn it down, how offensive is this? Um, I mean... Listeners, you write in. You know, the thing is, though, I don't know if it's the most offensive thing Glee w- has ever done, and I don't even know if it's the most offensive thing in the episode. So. Fair. Fair. Um, and this was also where I remembered, oh yeah, this is a song that we teach children where the premise of it is, hey, Mr. Cockroach, why so sad? And he responds, well, man, I ran out of weed. Is that really the plot yeah. of the song La Cucaracha? <laughs> that, that is the plot, the premise, wow. and the execution. Well, now I've learned something today. You're welcome. At least it wasn't and- the Mexican hat dance. <laughs> because... I spent a lot of time thinking about how, as a child, I was taught in school the Mexican hat dance. Um, yeah. As part of, like, chorus. Intro to Spanish. No, no, it was part of the music curriculum. Oh, I'm so sorry. Why? Spanish. I don't know. It's just a song, like, you play for the kids. I grew up I'm in Texas, like, and, mm. like, I, it was not this, like, bad. Maybe I was just blind to it, but... My goodness, I was watching this episode like they weren't even this racist when I was like, growing up. Like, it, what in the hell? This is a su- surprisingly racist school. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Which right. is fun. <laughs> and like, and minor, minor spoiler alert is that like, this is kind of the conceit of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And like, we get that we get like that this is the point towards the end. Yeah, right. But. I'm, but, like, also mid La Cucaracha, we have Will's internal monologue of, oh, no, that's this yearly, of course, rendition of La Cucaracha on um, Taco Tuesday is not hitting like it has been in the past. God. Now it's a problem. And I'm like, oh, now it's a problem? Now your teaching skills are being brought into question? Mm-hmm. And, like, this is only... Was the year four... the kids got woke. <laughs> yes. Big year. Coney 2012 or whatever. Um... <laughs> No, I remember that. <laughs> this is Coney's doing. Yeah, <laughs> it all comes back to Coney, um, and like, cause truly, this is the third time in two and a half seasons that we've even seen him in the classroom doing anything educational outside mm-hmm. of here's an artist I just learned of. Let's do a song. Yeah. Well, apparently, it's valid that we never see him because someone has complained about Will and his teaching to, mm-hmm. to yes. Principal Figgins, so he brings him in and is like. There's a 10-year track available, which, first of all, did anyone know that you could get tenure at a high school? At a high school. Yes. Um, that, yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, it is. I had to Google it afterwards, because I was spent the whole episode being like, surely this is something they just don't understand. <laughs> but no, you can be tenured but, at a high school. But or without school. Without time to breathe, we immediately go from offensive Mexican La Cucaracha Spanish class yep. to we had to fire the history teacher because uh, because she pulled down a map and it's all Nazis. Good news for her, Hitler won the war. Uh, it was no. a wild time to just be like, let's throw a little Nazi joke in there too. Because that for makes it flavor. Better. You know what's interesting? It is because of the Nazis that we actually have tenure in the u.s so there you go no you wait what well after i finished watching the episode i immediately read the wikipedia page on tenure because i was like (laughs) i don't know how this works and yeah the start of 10 like the tenure system in 
American education was because in response to like Nazi Germany and how they were like putting in their own teachers into German and Polish schools. So as a response to that, they're like, I know, we'll just make it so some teachers are legally never allowed to be fired. So we don't end up with a Nazi regime. Glee did not know that. This wasn't a very clever joke that Glee didn't know. Yeah, that's always he was uh, not doing the research. That's always an interesting deep dive when we figure out which things we have the Nazis to thank for. Because fun fact, we have the Nazis to thank for orange soda. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's uncomfortable for me every time I drink an orange soda. I'm like, damn it, it's good though. (laughs) It's so delicious, (laughs) but at what cost? Yes. At what cost? (laughs) And. Now, after all this time, we are finally getting, um, how good, how good of Spanish can you speak, Will? And he's like, uh-oh, you caught me, I don't know Spanish. We've seen him teaching Spanish, and then Figgins is like, perhaps you should learn some Spanish. If you want to get this tenured teaching position, you should learn the language that you were hired to teach. Yeah. That you've been teaching for um, at least four or five years at this point. Yeah. It reminds me of the, I don't know how much you guys know about RuPaul's Drag Race, but the Bianca Del Rio scene where she goes, what do you do successfully? <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> I, I can't. And she's like, William, why? Just why? Of all things, why? <laughs> William. <laughs> he is, but um, yeah. So he's just been faking teaching kids Spanish for an unknown period of time. Mm-hmm. And the solution to this problem is Ricky Martin. Enter Ricky Martin. As and some an actual uncomfortable racist jokes. Yeah. Yes. But mostly Ricky Martin. But mostly Ricky Martin. Um, also, like, just genuine question, because I took French growing up. Um, mm-hmm. did, are, are, we, are we expected that, like, by 2030, the majority of the U.S. citizens will speak Spanish? In this, it says as their first language, but, like, I don't buy that as much as I would buy that, like, most people will be some sort of bilingual and or a bit able to speak the two languages like are we on track for that truly none of my spanish teachers in high school ever quoted that fact to me and considering we're about eight years away from 2030 it doesn't yeah. really necessarily oh feel shit like that. we are yeah maybe be kind of neat yeah maybe in some um, parts of the u.s probably yeah. not in ohio i doubt it um <laughs> I will say, though, a friend of mine, her daughter is in, like, uh, pre-K in, uh, in New York City, and, like, they, it's an, an immersive, like, bilingual, yeah. bilingual mm-hmm. class. And on top of that, my friend is from Italy, so this child is growing up speaking three languages. The Marcy I'm Park proud of, of that kid. I, I was going to say, I speak six languages. I love oh, it. Oh, six. To uh, uh, the only school that does bilingual near me is actually Chinese and English, so... Which also makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, um, Ricky Martin was a tooth model. Yes. We talk, they talk about that a lot. There's a lot yeah. of discussion of Ricky Martin's teeth. Yeah. Like, to the yeah. point where I was like, am I missing something about <laughs> the lore of Ricky this? Martin? Yeah. And, like, Anjali, I don't know if, how much of the TV show community you've seen, mm-hmm. but... This whole episode reminded me of that uh, of the community episode where everyone was like, um, "Jeff Winger, you lo- you're that guy that could be paid to be handsome." Like, that was like the the Ricky Martin of it all in yeah. this. 
episode was he's handsome as hell um and he's got great teeth mm-hmm. um and will is now going to befriend him because he ricky martin actually speaks spanish mm-hmm. yeah um and he takes him out for coffee at okay. night so in first the teacher's of all, lounge. First of all, Will says, can I buy you a coffee? Well, actually, he says, can I buy you a cafe? Because, and then the next cut to them sitting fully just in the teacher's lounge, only Will has a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. He has not even bothered to acquire a cup of coffee for Ricky Martin. Nope. Nope. Just, he's just like, do you want to watch me drink my thermos of coffee that I brought from home in the teacher's lounge at night? Is that fun for you, right. Ricky Martin? Goodness gracious. Like, literally, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Cut to teacher's lounge. And then, like, three seconds later, Ricky Martin says, oh, yeah, I, the reason why I was such a successful tooth model is because I never drank coffee, I never smoked cigarettes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. And they even have a designated coffee shop set. Yes. Like, They've been going there Thank all you. season. They could have just gone there, and Ricky Martin could have not drank coffee, at least in an appropriate venue. Right. And so the the in conclusion for this scene, I have to get my kids to learn Spanish by singing in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And there we have the premise of this but it week's also assignment. Seems like he's like he figures. Oh, you learn Spanish better if you hear it through song. So he's like, I'll get the kids to sing Spanish songs at me, Will Schuster. Yes. So I can speed learn. Like, it's like kids who uh, listen to their notes while they sleep to try to absorb the notes uh, through hypnosis, basically. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. He's like, if Um, I just listen to them sing some Spanish pop hits, I will become an effective Spanish teacher within the week. God. Cut to Sue talking to all the teenage boys because, checks notes, she's instilling the spirit of giving by asking them to donate their sperm to her. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it seems like for them she is just trying to get them to the sperm bank. Still inappropriate. And lots of inappropriate comments there because, Artie, not you, um... Because and not porcelain. No. Not porcelain. Yes. She doesn't say, outright say, we don't want any more gay kids. But yeah. she does say, let's stop the strange, the weirdness yep. with you. And we're like, ah. Gross. <laughs> She's, the Sue we all know and love is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Artie at least was like, I was in an accident. Like, hello? Uh, One like quarter of a point. Yeah. It is not appropriate for a teacher to talk to boys about donating their sperm. Right. For any just reason. As it's not a, just as it's not appropriate for the students to be saying, Hey, coach, what's with your sex life? <sighs> yeah, it is not okay. I don't need to know these things. No, no. the student-teacher no. relationships also are also pretty weirdly blurred in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some uncomfy um, things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learn here that, like, Sue wants to be a mother, she claims to have the mothering instinct, and she froze her eggs back in the 70s, they're hanging out in a meat locker at Kroger. No. Also <laughs> uncomfortable. And the whole thing, this is, and the whole reason this is brought on is she wants to have this baby, and she wants to get tenure so that she can have money for this baby. What right. does Sue teach? Other That's than Cheerios, what does she teach? Do you have to be I mean, a teacher to get tenure, or can you just be an employee at the school? Because she's not even 
She does now not that teach you a class. She's not even the phys ed teacher. Nope. She's truly just the cheerleading she's coach. She is a coach. With an office. Yes. With an office and trophies. Yes. Wow. Um, right? Like. And I- she's and she thinks that she's entitled to get it over Will because mm-hmm. she has the seniority and she's a proven champion. But, like, so is the Glee Club, I guess. But, like, if we're talking about clubs, they have trophies and, um,. People have been liking Will a lot more than they like Sue lately. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's come up Will a lot in this season. Actually, is a is a teacher. <laughs> Will what actually does she teaches teach? by by a by a the margin is the bar is <laughs> I just low. Know but... What she teaches? She teaches. Who would put her in front of a class? I, that's that's the main thing that was running through my head this entire scene. Who would put Sue in front of a class to teach anything? I don't care no, if it's no. math. No! 100% no. But, but by this logic, like, I could half expect Holly Holiday to kick down the door and be like, I'm here for my tenure. Right. Right. Any random. I'm surprised we didn't see any of the other teachers we have seen. Or Adina Menzel like, to just come back and be like, I taught here once. Yeah. No, she didn't teach either. She was just a Glee Club coach. It doesn't matter. Sue was looking for the tenure, too. That's true. Um, This should have been a Hunger Games-style battle royale for who's getting Yo. the tenure attack. Yeah, because they were, we deserve. It yes. was what did Figgin say? Five other teachers that he was looking at yeah. for tenure. So you've got Will, you've got Sue, and three other teachers. Where are the other teachers? They How are these three other teachers so incompetent? Right. We only just learned that the school has other teachers like right. two episodes ago. <laughs> oh God. Maybe Sue teaches literally every other class, and we just never see it. <laughs> it's the only explanation. I have got so. to see those gra- graduation numbers. There's no way. There's no uh. way. Uh, but she does end the scene asking Will to donate his sperm mm-hmm. yeah. to make her a child. Yeah. Which is not something you should generally do without a longer conversation with someone. You know, I feel like Will has enough trauma from the last time babies happened with him. Or That's... didn't happen with him, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything that has to do with babies and Will has been kind of rough. Yeah. Um, and so, cut to Figgin's office. Like, we, I... I re-enter Nini Leaks, who has constructive criticism about the Cheerios, um, and it's because they have, quote, broke-ass moves from the 1950s. Here's the thing. Mathematically, Sue has been doing this for a, a long time and has only lost one competition. Losing one Nationals championship after, like, presumably decades of winning all of them, I feel like is not a bad track record. No. No. Like... Yeah, she didn't win last year because um, she, all of her cheerleaders quit to be in Glee Club and not get shot out of a cannon. But that seems like an anomaly, not the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly they just want you to like Sue more by having uh, another teacher yell at her. Yeah. Another cartoon villain. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, like, wild scene, but Nene Leakes ate it. Yes, she did. She's having a she, good time on this show. She was having a great time. Cut to uh, the Glee Club. Where will you be in the year 2030? You know, and of course we get the simultaneous... Well, no, we get simultaneous Rachel and Kurt being like, Broadway. Broadway, and then twinsies. Sometimes I see these videos that are titled on YouTube, they're compilation videos called like Glee Predicting Real Life. And I think that's really all we need to say about the rest of that question. <laughs> I was like, that was yes. poignant. Mm-hmm. Somebody in that writing room was like, 
Someone in that writing room was a witch. Yeah. Someone knew something they yeah. shouldn't have known. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, because my my note there is just, oh, no, this is yeah. cursed. So we can move on past that and talk about how Will comes in and does something I honestly like for the fact that the show was clearly painting him to be, like, not a villain, but, like, the bad person and, like, in the wrong in this situation where he's like, I love all things Latin. And Santana is like, absolutely, you do not. Like, (laughs) you can't just say that. The Santana of it all in this scene was just chef's kiss. He's like, I love Latin food and Latin music and Latin people. And everyone is just like, stop. The entire scene, her just arms crossed off to the side Mm -hmm. by herself. It's so weird how the scene is set up, too, because Santana's just by herself out kind of in the middle of the choir floor, just yeah. arms crossed, just just sitting there. And I'm like, why are you just, <laughs> who are you mad at that's sitting over on the other side of the room that you have to like glare at? Because clearly something's going on. And at one point she just like interjects like, I'm bilingual. And like that cracked me up. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, oh my God. And then re-enter Ricky Martin um, because he is quote, one of Sue's, or uh, one of Will's, Many Latin friends. Nope. Boy. That, like, like, again, it's like, yikes. But at least the show is presenting it as, like, look at this man performing at yikes. Like, Will is doing cringe, but he's supposed to be cringe. Right. We're supposed to laugh at him. And I I appreciate that. It's not your traditional glee cringe. Where it's like, oh, you think this is right. I did want the additional joke. Of when he says, this is one of my many Latin friends for like Mercedes to go, who's another? And for him to just go, Santana. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, William, let it go. Let it go. Yikes. (laughs) Gosh. Uh, And then like, like, we we keep on bringing up this idea of like the duende, which like Santana just goes, it means dwarf. (laughs) And... Mm -hmm. So he was like, no, it also means, like, your passion, your spirit. And Ricky Martin is looking at him like, does it? Um, again, I don't speak Spanish. So as a result, we get to or have to sit through a bilingual performance by Ricky Martin of LMFAO's I'm Sexy and I Know It. Remember them? Yeah. I do. This was, a like... First I hated of all, this. When you're an adult and you're walking into a glee club full of high schoolers and being asked to perform a song, if your first thought is like, I should perform a version of Sexy and I Know It to these children and not feel weird about that at all, you're making a bad, you're making a bad judgment call. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, it took me a full 30 seconds to place what this song was too. I'm like, I know I know the title of this song. <laughs> I know I know everything it is. I just, why can't I place the title? And it was like, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, it's, the only thing that made me laugh about, well, that made me laugh was both, for some reason, Blaine and Sam are not in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Blaine's obviously oh, yeah. not in this episode because he's still being on Broadway. And who knows where Cordover Street and Mercedes were during this scene. They just weren't available. Um, but it made me laugh because... All the boys get up and start doing body rolls because it's a song about sexy. And Sam and Blaine had that clash about body rolls a couple episodes ago. So where were they? To Justice their... for Sam and Blaine. 
I wanted to see Cordover Street finally show off his very good body rolls, but right. guess As not. We, canonically, he is a stripper. <laughs> he was a stripper. Was. Was. Yeah. Yeah, this is weird. Hated this. Um, a lot of wiggling, um, unnecessarily, if you ask me. Terrible choreography, in my opinion. I, my note is just make it stop. Every second of it was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Every second of it. Like, literally from the very beginning, I was screaming at the TV. For some reason, this bothered me. Like, Will walks over to the three most, like, supportive guys in the Glee Club and is like, be nice. Make this a safe space. William, you have no authority right here. Please shut mm-hmm. up. Please shut up. And then the song shut starts, up. and it's just Rory dancing, and I'm like, please let him sit down. Please make him sit down. Rachel, like, tells Finn, yeah, go dance. I'm like, Rachel, no. No one wants to see Finn dance. I'm sexy and I know it. Please make everybody sit down. Please. Yes. All the songs in the world. All the songs by all the Latin artists. Yes. Like, if Glee really wanted to be Glee with it in, like, the good way, they could have made a meta, I'm singing this song by this guy. Ricky Martin, maybe you heard of him. I wish they would have done that. Yes. I, I'm upset that they did not do a Ricky Martin song. In how this did episode. they? How did Live in La Vida Loca not oh come gosh. up at all? Today? It doesn't make any sense because they made the John Stamos thing such a thing in season yeah. one, and then had John Stamos, and I'm like, this is your moment to become the meta show, so that every time you have a celebrity on the show, they exist in the universe of Glee, but they're not that celebrity. Because you yes. mentioned Wicked, Adina Menzel's in the show. You mentioned Wicked, you yes. got Kristen Chen within the show. Like, when were they going to have a real Housewives of Atlanta reference in the show to NeNe Leakes? This was a mistake, an absolute mistake. <laughs> cut to Emma's office. Yes. Um, With is, is anyone, mercy I'm, cut. The real question is, I'm, out, I'm curious now, is, is LMFAO at all filled with... Uh, Latin people. No, right? I think so. No, they're not. A, like he just took the song and added Spanish, and that was the only thing. It wasn't like mm-hmm. yeah. and here by well-known Latin pop band yeah. LMFAO. Uh, not not Latin, but well-known uncle nephew pop duo LMFAO. Did you so say strange. uncle nephew? Yes, uncle nephew. Their uncle and nephew. Yeah. What? Yeah, I yeah. think Red Foo is. Barry Gordy's son, and then... Wow. Yeah, there's some type of weird family dynamic. If you do a deep dive on Barry Gordy's family in relation to, like, Michael Jackson and Beyonce, there's some weird, like, family dynamics where they're all connected. It's semi-disgusting. I, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's semi-disgusting. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow, Bananas. I've learned something else today. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about... Let's go to Emma's office. Um, the only thing I took away from this is that we have confirmed that Sam is living with Kurt and Finn. Yes. So that mystery has been solved. Um, the good news, I mean, we get, like, a fun little recap of, like, them sussing out their relationship, Mercedes and Sam, because, like, Mercedes is with um, a football player right now, but, like, they were together back in the day, and then they, like, kind of ended up kissing in, like, one of the last episodes, and now it's, and now what's going on? But good news, Emma's made a pamphlet for it. Um, it, it does a look big like yikes a of a bag. pamphlet. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a two-timing hoe slash so you're dating a two-timing hoe. Yep. Um, I'm going to give this three yikes. Mm-hmm. And once again, the, the pamphlets had grease energy. Which is funny, because I think a musical version of Summer Loving plays behind uh, Sam and Mercedes, at least at one point during this episode, so. Oh. No. 
Huh. Big no. So they're just a, a, a greasy couple. Ew. <laughs> You're welcome. I feel a lot of uncomfy. <laughs> just no. Like, let's not call no. children hoes. Even if they no. might be hoes. Let's just not call children hoes. You don't call a child that? a hoe to their face. No. The you do it in the privacy counselor. of your own house. <laughs> the, the HR equivalent of the high school. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and then so we get, like, the premise of this very super, super minor, like, B or C plot line this of... Is, this is your C plot. Yes. Maybe even your D plot to be H. I forgot this one happened. Yeah. And it's, you two should just not speak to each other for a week, nothing, um, and then that will help you decide your true feelings for each other in a week's time, starting now. Yeah, um, but before that, Mercedes is like, Sam just tweeted at me that I smell good. And Sam goes, yeah, I won't stop until it's trending. And that didn't make me laugh. <laughs> Cringy. Just because it's a weird, it's a weird it's sentence so to weird. hear come out of your TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Um, uh, and now, cut to the Cheerios doing hip-hop. Um, so, I know I've brought up this movie before, and you haven't seen it. Unless you have watched it in the interim. This has big no. bring it on all or nothing energy, which is the third bring it on, as we've discussed, where Brittany Snow mm-hmm. goes to a, a school where she's like the only white girl and discovers what crumping is. You know, Hayden Panettiere. Brittany Snow was part of it. Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Not Panettiere. Brittany that's Snow. it. But I was like, wrong. That's wrong. You. But it is the same yep. vibe. Mm-hmm. And they they can't win the cheerio the cheerleading competition because their moves are too ethnic, um, but in the end Rihanna picks them to win her contest. Yes, and that's what this dance scene had the energy of. And I do think maybe we should just watch that movie instead. <laughs> Karina, we could absolutely do a bonus episode of that. We've done bring so it on many bonus. Nothing. It's surprisingly oh, yeah, totally. hard to find online. I'm surprised it's not streaming. I you used have to have the DVD it. set. I don't know where it is. I might still have that. <laughs> Best bring it on. Excellent. And Nini Leaks dismisses the cheerleaders, um, basically goes up to Sue again and is like, look at these moves. These are so much better than your moves. And we get back to the whole, like, Sue wants to be a mother thing. <laughs> and, like, we just have, like, 30 seconds of Nini Leaks roasting Sue for her age, which, like, yeah. not, like, funny lines, albeit, like, super problematic, but, like, out of whose vagina you can't have a baby you're as old as a hill um and a full grown you're gonna push and a full-grown adult with a job is gonna pop out with that a part was briefcase and a job talking on a cell phone i yes. cackled because it was funny was- it was rude it was funny and then i googled yep. how old they were and i was like this is less funny you yeah. ruined the joke <laughs> yeah oh uh, but can I, stay in like, the dark about that when yeah about their the ages annoying- it'll be funnier but like the annoying thing about it is like just last season, Sue's whole thing was, here I am at the tender age of 30. Uh-huh. She's and it's still like, not, like, technically denying that. She maybe is just right. implying that she invented time travel, perhaps, or that she's stopped aging <laughs> after a certain point. hmm Both of which sound like things that Sue Sylvester would claim, so. Right. Fair. Man, Sue Sylvester has absolutely claimed tra- time travel. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and like, and then she, she's gonna be, and then Nene Leaks is like, 
Biggins is going to give me your job, because I'm an Olympian. I had a threesome with Michael Phelps, and my response was good for her. Who's the third? That's what I want to know! That's what That's I want to know! That's all I wanted to know. Because <laughs> it, yeah. be, it, it has to be a swimmer. Like, this yes. is where my analysis brain starts working. Because if, if Roz is a synchronized swimmer and she had a threesome with Michael Phelps, clearly she has a thing for swimmers or people who swim. So it's got to be somebody or on the diver. diving team. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm like, now I want to Google, like, the, the, was the, in the Beijing, the Beijing Olympics. Olympics on the diving team. I have to know. It's probably oh, someone from diving, too, because that feels like some sort of weird, like, sports, like, yeah. hat trick where you're like, you get one swimmer, you get one Swim swimmer, you get a diver. incest, yeah. Yep. Swim incest. Yeah, and um, we got some more dragging, and then we cut to, um, uh, uh, my ship name for them was Bersade Kurt, because it's hmm. um, Barry, Mercedes, and Kurt. Mm-hmm. Thank Save you very Kurt. much. I'll be here all week. Poor and, Kurt um, just I gets guess, tacked on at the end of that one there, huh? I mean, it would it could be like Bert Sadie's or something. Yeah, but then it sounds like it's Bert. Bert. The dad. Bert. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Bert Sadie's with an R. Bert. Rachel. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. Uh, they, they I just are... remembered, I don't think we have any Leah Michelle songs in this episode, do we? No. God is good. Which is funny, because if that's how fun she was on trying to play Maria, you'd think she really wanted to show Yo, her. how did that not come up either? <gasps> she learned Spanish for that role. Oh my god, I wanted to In real life, too. The whole episode, I'm like, that's do what y'all I'm talking know about. what she has said? I'm over it. Over yeah. it. Ugh! The show was like, steer clear of that. We're not bringing this shit into yeah, this PR Not a joke we world. can go with. D- but how D- can D- she toy. learn Spanish? She doesn't know how to read, maybe, <laughs> allegedly, possibly. It's the Spanish emojis. Oh, God. It's <laughs> she gets the emojis. It's just that dancing lady over and yeah. over again. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, but now it's just of every skin tone because we've progressed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, they're watching Twilight. So they're watching they're Twilight. Icons. This was where I remembered that Darren Chris was out doing Broadway. Yep. Um, because they bring up Blaine's eye surgery again. Um, and, like, Rachel shares the secret that, like, she's wearing her engagement ring around her necklace, a la Christine Daae and Masquerade. Um, and rightfully, they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Yep. You're all of 17. Yep. And um, Kurt didn't even tell Finn about this, and they're technically brothers. Or, or Finn, yeah, Finn didn't yeah. tell Kurt. Right, 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 right. So, rightfully, what the fuck? And um, then we get Mercedes singing a Gloria Estefan song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, it's just like, you can't be engaged, you're too young. But Rachel's like, but, I, but Daddy, I love him. And, <laughs> and then it's big, Mercedes Daddy, I love him energy. singing Gloria Estefan. Which, great song. I mean, she did great. The only thing that, like, is so frustrating to me in this ce- scene is, like, you're not supposed to be talking to Sam. That includes singing. Stop singing directly to this boy. She's just singing yeah. at his face. No! She just happened to be walking around the room singing this song and stop in front of Sam. Who's no. to say what she It means. had big I'm not touching you energy. <laughs> and did. I was angry. <laughs> I'm not touching you. Ugh. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. It's like it's very much like that Simpsons bit where he's just like, well, I'm just going to flail my arms and walk around. And if I happen to walk into you, that sounds like it's your fault. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Amber Riley, amazing performer. 
yeah, her her body of work speaks for itself, but, like, something about, like, this specific performance kind of made me feel like the show, Glee itself, got, like, enough complaints about the lack of diversity in the music that they uh, produce mm-hmm. that Ryan Murphy was just kind of like, fine, we'll do a Latin episode. It does feel like that, especially because they never will do it again. No. They will never right. return. It's not like they're going to start adding Latin songs, Latin pop, anything like that into their repertoire it's very much like here's a very special episode because we could get ricky martin and here's some diversity for you but don't expect it mm-hmm. but we'll give you three episodes like, about britney spears yes right and like again just the the songs they choose to do are just so there are so many better songs that are already popular for years yeah um, this song was it's fine, just... but slow, mm-hmm. is my feeling. And, and as we all know, Karina doesn't do slow songs. Uh, I got bored in the middle of it. But um, that's a me problem. And then the boys sing a song, and it's this mashup of uh, Bomboleo and Hero by Enrique Iglesias. I'm so sorry that I'm not pronouncing any of these songs with any sort of accent. Um, honestly, I'm afraid it's to probably do that, best that you don't try, and I think you're really making <laughs> that's... a better choice there. Thank you. It goes, yeah, it goes immediately into another song. The boots that these boys are wearing. The curls of it all. Um, it's like and when, when you see people with those people, like, who won the Guinness World Record for not cutting their fingernails, and they just start to, like, curl in on each other, but for fashion. Ew. Yeah. Ew. This was my skip song. I was like, I don't need to yeah. do this again. I'm good. I remember really? this in the recesses of my brain. Skip. And you're like, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh. <laughs> Click through it. I enjoyed this one. No! Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I thought cord- I thought Sam did a great job. Um, I mean, the choreography was dumb because yes. the whole thing was about, like, these, like, hipster boots that I, like, this was when I stopped and looked up, like, what are these ridiculous boots? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it was just, like, a trend in 20... 20- 12, 12 or 2015 or whatever um if it was and, a like, trend was... in 2015 that does imply that glee started the trend because this well, aired again, well before that so cursed um <laughs> but and then like and then at the end like we get will saying great job guys that was some muy serious footwork muy means spanish is spanish for very yeah this is i this is, i do love that and also like they subtitle will and they subtitle his how he's speaking Spanish wrong. Yep. Um, yeah. That made me laugh a lot. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> it's mostly funny to me because Bamboleo is a TikTok song now, fully. Oh. Uh, there's, like, at least... It comes up enough on my For You page that I'm like, that's funny because I normally hear this uh, only on TikTok now. I don't hear people singing it. I kind of wish it had just been I Can Be Your Hero Baby. I like Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. He's or got the, charisma. Or the ping pong song. I should have done that one. Ping pong song? Uh, isn't that... What is it? Fuck. Oh, I know this song. I have to look it up. Well, it'll come to me eventually. I just want to know what happens when you Google the pin- ping pong song. <laughs> oh, it's Do You Know. It's the the ping pong song. Do you know what it feels like? Do you know what it feels oh, like? Yes, oh. okay, okay. It, and it is... Do- it, that, that song is called Do You Know, parenthetical... The ping pong song. Oh. Another song with parentheticals. And I think Um, because, like, the background beat is, at the beginning, is made by, like, the sound of ping pong balls. 
Uh, well, I learned something today. <laughs> I know for a fact, Ian, we used to play that all the time in college. No, so I'm sure I remember you heard that. It. I remember that it was on the same pregame playlist as Memory from Cats. Yeah, that sounds right. I've never yeah. once evolved well, as a person. No, Questions me neither. Day. But <laughs> we college was fun for, for us. Um, but. I did not know it was the ping pong song. I just knew it was, do you know what it feels like? Yeah. Um, and um, then Santana goes, wow, Mr. Martinez, which is Ricky Martin, you're like the best Spanish teacher ever as she's looking Will dead in the face, which classic Santana shade. Yeah, yeah my note was Shady Santana, always a pleasure. Always yeah, a pleasure. This is a great always a pleasure. Episode. A pleasure, a treasure. Thank I, you. She knew what she was doing and she did it well. Mm-hmm. Understood the assignment. Um, and then followed up immediately with, can't wait to see your performance, Mr. Shu. Um, like, you have to defend your honor as the Spanish teacher. Great. Love it. Um, it promises another sing-off, honestly, which, like, hell uh, yeah. That's like two sing-offs in a row. Oh yeah, th- I guess the technically they have this is a little a bit of a sing off at the yeah. end there. Yeah, yeah, we'll count it. Add it to the list. Cut to the teachers' lounge with another new pamphlet. Um, uh, yeah, d- ready your gag reflex. Um, please don't hog my fiance's nog. I'm so sorry. I hate that it with the phrase nog has been uttered in this fashion. Ruined Christmas. Uh, I, it did ruin <laughs> Christmas. Leave Christmas out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Ruined. Ugh. Man. And it um, goes from, like, this weird dis- moment and then to a suit being like, I just wanted to have a child who was genetically predisposed to being nice. Yeah. Which, like, okay. The whiplash. I mean, yeah, yeah. like, Truly. this is, like, and, like, this is, like, the remnants of, like, the Sue that we saw a couple episodes ago who was just there to kind of be cool. Mm-hmm. And this like is just like do good things and Christmas like be Sue. a nice little mentor. This was Christmas Sue, but it's February um, now. And yeah, um, and uh, like valid points though. Like maybe some of that kindness will uh, infect my child, and uh, that would be nice. Great, fine. Emma seems and sympathetic, like, but still is like, but you can't do that because it's weird. Yeah. Right. But I'll let him be the one to tell you that. Yeah. Um, and also, like, to Emma's credit, like, she thinks that Sue would be a good mother and that it would be good for her. Yeah, um, she doesn't necessarily say she thinks Sue would be a good mother. She just says that she thinks being a mother would be good for Sue, which I think is not the okay, same fair. thing. Fair, fair. <laughs> I wonder if that's that, like, southern, oh, bless your heart kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's good for you. It would be good it's for Minnesota you. It's Minnesota nice. Yeah. Right. Cut to Kurt talking to Finn. He gives him college brochures, real life college brochures. We finally did it. I know. It's not just, it's not neat or nothing, finally. Yeah. I can't believe no one else has talked to Finn about literally any other college he could go to. Because, right. frankly, okay, Ian, I'll pose this question to you because I know where you went to school, but open question. Could, say Finn was auditioning for the New Pulse Theater program. Would he have gotten in? Yeah. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Boy could totally and get into, like, a... A, a good BA. Yeah. Like, we had a we had a good BA program. Mm-hmm. Like, it was auditioned, but, like, it's not like they were so cutthroat. Like, 
Finn would have done he would have done well there. Um and it would have been good for him because like the whole conceit of our program was like try things, like be a well-rounded person. Yeah. Um and that would have been good for lost little 30-year-old Finn. Yeah. It, and you know, any theater department could use a nice 30-year-old man to fill out some exactly. of the older roles. We get into like curping like every like every program has like one or, or, or a few of me like yeah these there's are, always like, a the bunch of rachels and kurtz yeah but like no one has like the straight um the hot straight football player who can sing and sort of dance and i immediately went mike o'connor yeah who was our like our, straight our hot football player turned musical theater boy that's yeah. truly just for Karina and me and one of our previous guests who we went to college with. I'm trying to like, think if there was any in my program. Because, like I mean, there was a lot of, like, straight guys, but, like, I don't think Did you have a token them... jock? Oh, always. Every program. Yeah. But, like, I don't think any of them left school and actually pursued theater. I know one of them, um, he was in a theater program, and he was also studying to be a doctor, and now he's a doctor. Good for him. And I was like, Jesus. He's good. More okay. lucrative. Yeah. yeah. Gets a check. He gets and, a check. <laughs> and if you don't mind me asking me, where did you go? I went to University of Southern Indiana. Nice. Yeah. Not That's also a place that Finn could probably get into. It'd be really nearby for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can he just drive back to that. Lana. He'd be fine. I can't believe no one has done this work for Finn until it was, it's up to Kurt to be like. And he does say they're from Miss Pillsbury, but like, she's not guidance counseling. No. Which, like, most of. Once your kids get to senior year, like, most of your job is being, like, let's talk college. And mm-hmm. she's just not doing yeah. that with, with them. No, she's handing out pamphlets about sex. Yeah, and calling mm. people hoes. God. But, like, that's not a point of the scene. The point of the scene is that Kurt Finn is, like, or Kurt is, like, you didn't tell me that you were engaged to my best friend, brother mm-hmm. of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's that scene. Um, and that's, here's the thing. I actually love when we have these scenes of Finn and Kurt being brothers. Yeah. I think this series could use so much more of that. Yeah. The family dynamic is really beautiful. And it's Finn being like, Rachel's the only good thing I have in my life, which, like, red flag. Um, And then it's Kurt being like, you can be with Rachel and not give up on yourself. Like, you're still a person with, and you have worth and you can have goals. Calm down. Don't jump into marriage, you insane man. Right. But. Uh, and now, this this is where, like, on Hulu it was an act break, so there were some commercials. Um, were anybody else's commercials fully in Spanish? Or is it just because I live in Upper Manhattan? Oh, I watched on Disney+, Plus, so I don't have, uh, I, I don't have commercials. But I often okay. do have Spanish commercials, which is weird. I didn't have them this time. But I also speak a little bit of Spanish, and sometimes I'll, when I'm talking to myself in my house, I'll speak Spanish to myself, and then my commercials will be in Spanish, and I'm like, Time "Oh, out. they're listening! Stop listening to me!" Don't Series do listening. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, and then we cut to um the hallway where we like to have all our personal conversations. Obviously. And oh, also to- we should point out that Kurt and Finn have the conversation about his secret engagement in the weight room with many other people around. Weight slash locker rooms. That makes me so uncomfortable from a set perspective because the weight room is in the locker room. First of all, Mm -hmm. dangerous. 
Second yes. of all, everyone is everywhere. Third of all, if you like are in the weight room, but somebody just showered and you slip on water, death. You've immediately yes. died. Dead. Dead. Immediately died. I'm so angry. Oh, I'm like, God. we could this this TV show has a budget. You couldn't have like made a small weight room off and the side of like, the gym. I couldn't even tell I couldn't tell you which episode, but that's also not the first time we've seen the weight room in the locker room. Yeah. No. Uh, which also means it's a gendered weight room. Like, do the girls have a weight room as well? Probably we'll not. Never know. No, they probably have a beauty salon. Yes. Right. <laughs> no weights, just mirrors. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we have uh, Sue talking to Santana in the hallway. Um, we get we get a classic. Um, now I admit I might have rubbed uh, rubbed you the wrong way, and Santana just goes wanky, wanky. like like a drive by wanky. Um, yep. God bless Santana and Naya Rivera for, like, reclaiming that from the disgusting conceit that was Jacob Ben Israel's mm-hmm. first yes. inaugural wanky. Um, thank God. Um, Even having and, to hear you say the sentence, his inaugural wanky, I don't like hearing. I know, that was bad. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Minus one point for me. For you, yes. She accuses uh, Santana of filing the complaints. Um, because that's part of this episode, which I forgot about. Right. Um, Sue also has a complaint against her coaching yes. style. Yeah. Not teaching, because she does not teach. Which later on um, in the scene, I, my thought process went back. Later on in this episode, my thought process went back to this scene. It was like, the scene was pointless. Yep, it the fully was. was. <laughs> this was a dumb scene. Y'all just needed to give Naya more screen time. That was it. Right. And I like, mean, because even half of the scene was her just like, giving the same verbatim burns as uh, Nene yes, Leakes did. The exact well, that's supposed same. to be like be a clue, like, wait a minute, are you conspiring with Nene Leakes because mm-hmm. you both said the same thing about my vagina? Right. <laughs> and then, like, Will steps in. Um, Sue got a better donor, fine. Um, and then he says um, something in Spanish, and it is subtitled, like you were saying, Karina, in the funniest way, which is, um, subtitle, who is more macho of slash from Will Schuster? Yeah, because he uses de wrong, I believe. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. That was so funny to me. Yes, that, like uh. I said, the show making, like, Will Schuster is posting cringe, everyone laugh at him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm here for that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And we cut to a scene between Will and Emma about something. Um, I guess it's we, about her new pamphlets. Yeah. We learn that Emma is the creator of these pamphlets. Yes. She makes yes. them all herself, so she designs them top to bottom. And potentially, which is actually, ma- like, literally prints them herself. Yes. Like, this is a one-woman business, and apparently she's very prolific. I need her um, to be reimbursed for every single pamphlet, then. If she is creating and, and literally making these pamphlets at home, I want her to go to Figgins with a receipt for all the printer paper she had to buy and be like, reimburse me. Yes. I mean, it sounds like maybe she's, like, got a deal with the school that she makes them and sells them to mm-hmm. essentially herself, because that will come up later, that she's got a small business going on with this. Um, but Will decides to just be an absolute jerk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asshole Will has returned. Yeah. Um, in, like, full force. Truly. Emma gives him, like, a pamphlet about, like, performance anxiety. Yeah. Or, like... Here, or, or, and he and he's he's like, no, I gotta get this tenure. Yeah, this and is so, otherwise you, we won't have health insurance. I need to this take care dumb, of you. Emma. And I'm like, this is a grown. Excuse my French. This is a grown ass woman who was a whole person before she met you. Had her own place and everything. 
You ain't special. Also, she works at the same place. Yeah. Like, she also has a job. Yeah. That she seems to be very successful at. And, you know, foreshadowing maybe Whoops. better than mm-hmm. Will. Mm-hmm. So, maybe and, uh, calm yourself a little, Will. Yeah. And I do love when, like, we get these moments of Emma being like, I can take care of myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to show you my pamphlets. I'm very proud of them. And I was like, I'm proud of you too, Emma. And sometimes you just have to like be provocative to get teenagers talking. And I forget exactly what Will says that like Emma just walks away. And I was like, good. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he was like, Emma, this is silly. These are like, these are, yeah. Like, right. These are dumb. Like it's about the, like he says something like shitty about the pamphlets. Yeah. yeah. And Yeah. And she's like, fine, um, bye. I was trying to make you feel better. But... Truly, like, Emma just trying to be, like, supportive fiancé. Mm-hmm. She tried so hard for a man that did not care. Yeah, trying that hard right. for Will Schuster. Uh, for what? Yeah, honestly. Ugh. Again, we ask. Um, and, like, and also because, like, part of it was, like, he he needs the kids to be begging Figgins to give him the tenure. Mm-hmm. Like, Ugh. Like okay, so the kids don't don't really have a say, at all right. in right. what happens in the dynamics of a school. If we did, we would probably have better food. The tater tots would probably still be there. Yep. Um, like yeah, I just right. don't understand the amount of emphasis that he's putting on these Glee kids, which. No one complained about Glee being bad. They complained about no. Spanish being bad. So if you're going to suck up to any of your students, shouldn't you suck up to your Spanish students, not your Glee students? Yeah. This made no yeah. sense. I was so angry. Honestly. <laughs> you, as you should be. Yeah. Yeah. I felt validated. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, here's Ricky Martin singing a Madonna song. Mm-hmm. Yep. With um, Santana. Yeah. With Santana. Um also not cool just because Ricky Martin is fully 40 and Santa or Santana is fully a teenager in yeah. the context of the show even this... though Naya Rivera is probably 25 or whatever mm-hmm. yeah this was the scene that I was like ooh sorry I just remembered here yeah. like that Anjali I learned from you that um, Naya Rivera was almost in the Cheetah Girls yes. movies yes Yes. Because I think of that every time we have an amazing, like, uh, they sing uh, La La Ila Bonita, Mm -hmm. and she is phenomenal in it. Yes. And, like, it's just another reminder how beautiful a vocalist Naira Vera is. Just, I have had her as so much frustration surrounding Naya in the industry because she got passed over for so many roles. So she got passed over in the Cheetah Girls for playing Chanel, mm-hmm. and she also got passed over um, for playing uh, Gabriella in High School Musical. So that frustrates the living crap out of me. And then yeah. in my brain, because I'm a conspiracy theorist, like I, I love a conspiracy theory. In my brain. I think that if Nia would have been cast in either West Side Story, the West Side Story film that just came out, or in the film version of In the Heights, that she would not have died. And I know that is controversial. I understand that that is controversial. But something in my brain makes me feel like if she had been cast and had something to do, would be, she yeah, would not have passed. Yeah. I, and so whenever... I see that, yeah, though. Whenever someone talks it. about Nia, I'm like, I blame the industry. The industry is the reason yeah. that Nia is passed. yeah. Oh my god, they, they this industry did her so dirty. So dirty. Like, so we dirty. were fully robbed, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, 
we were fully robbed of like the real life production of Naya Rivera playing Anita. Yes. In yeah. any West Side Story. Yes. Absolutely. I wanted it so like, bad. And what's worse is that when she, I don't know if she posted her audition for it like right when she was auditioning or maybe a little bit after, but I know she posted her audition clip of her singing um, uh, America. Yeah. After Glee, which we already knew she could sing it on Glee, but her like voice had grown and matured and there was a very different like rounder color and tone to her voice. And I was like, please, for the love of God, this is the only thing that I need out of life. Right. Because if we're going with we're running with my conspiracy theory, she would be an Oscar winner by now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And like she... probably deservedly so. Yeah. 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 So. And it's and like and love Ariana DeBose. Mm -hmm. Also mm -hmm. like super deserving, phenomenal Anita. No, nothing but like nothing but respect for my queen. Yeah. But like but also the alternate timeline where that was Naya Rivera, Naya Rivera. Yep. is just it's just, it's it's fun. To, it's just so... If the multiverse is real, that. take me there for like two days. And then right? I'm good. Two days. That's all we need. Yep. Yeah, so Ricky Martin and Naya Rivera sing the song. It's fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is when I was like, Naya Rivera is an adult, and that is why this scene is out of context. Mm -hmm. Awesome, because they both look great. Naya looks great in her like all black look with like the thigh high boots and you're like, like ponytail yeah the hair is back the lips are red it's beautiful but then i'm like but this is in the context of glee where this is a grown man mm -hmm. doing this number this with a student with a, a student te not technically his student which does just sort of mean it's adult in school in the school doing a sexy dance number with a student yep weird good but um, other than that good now, who do you think Naya Rivera would have been in the In the Heights movie? Um, if she was either Carla or um, Daniela. Daniela. I yeah. especially, okay, so in my brain, it's probably either Carla or Vanessa, right? She would have been uh -huh. a phenomenal Vanessa. But the argument was always if Naya was Vanessa, then Anthony couldn't have been Usnavi because Anthony and Naya are so, like their ages are so different. But it would have been really nice to see Naya play opposite um, Daphne Rubin Vega. Yeah. I would have loved that queer yeah, relationship. That like, oh my God, really I would have loved cool. that queer relationship. Yeah. So I have yeah. a lot of opinions about Naya. In another world. In another world. Two days. All I need is two oh, days. Man. Two days. Two days. Yeah. Oh man, I would happily do a bonus content episode of the show of us just like dream casting well, anything. Naya yeah, Naya and anything. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and like this whole. So back to the show. Um, <laughs> the whole time that uh, Ricky Martin and Naya Rivera are doing this song, they have this great light show, and Will Chew. Schuster is. Will Shooter, Will Shooter, Will Schuster is sitting in the audience, literally in a full matador costume. Being yeah. like, to the point I'm where, like, Finn is like, "Mr. Schuster, what's with the jacket? What's with the sparkly goes, vest?" He goes in the de like most deadpan voice. I'm an authentic Spanish matador, <laughs> and you go, "Uh oh, uh oh." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my immediate reaction to that was that's accurate because he's a colonizer. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's it. Colonizer. That's it. That makes Full sense. Circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because after the 
uh, line, the Bonita number ends, my next note is just, and now we just, Will comes out doing whatever the fuck this is. Truly. Yeah, because Mariachi is not Spanish, so he's dressed as a Spanish bullfighter playing Mariachi music. Mariachi is Mexican. It made me so angry, and I was like, I just need this ignorance to die. He's performing... Uh, Elvis. Bi- Elvis, yeah, a, a bilingual. Yeah, big quotes there. Version of a little less conversation. Yeah, the man and Elvis is now once again in the zeitgeist because of the movie, and so therefore once again, so is the fact that he co-opted music from black artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Will Schuster Will did Schu- not understand the assignment, no. which was his own assignment. His own assignment. Yeah. Which I, it's uh. interesting for me because like he was kind of challenged by Santana to do this number because he wasn't planning on doing a Spanish number. And I was just kind of like, how often do you get the opportunity to put your teacher on the spot? Because I would take that opportunity at every second if I lived in this universe. Oh, I would put Mm -hmm. him on the spot all the time. All the time. Um, It would have been really funny if they had had Will do a Ricky Martin number. It would have been tragic and bad, but it would have been like hilarious comedy. The alternate timeline that we're talking about is also the alternate timeline where Matthew Morrison is still shoe, but he's doing the Ricky Martin number in this, mm-hmm. and it's just as it's just as cringe. Yeah, because Ricky Martin is also sitting right there, being like, "Why is this motherfucker Yikes. gyrating to live in La Vida Loca?" Uh huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised they have not made him do live in La Vida Loca because they like to put Matthew Morrison's hips front and center yeah, in our faces. Yeah. They also like to make Ugh. him rap. And that's one of the reasons why when I was going back, when I was waiting patiently to figure out which episode we were doing, I was like, please don't make me watch an episode where he raps. Please don't make me watch an episode where he raps. I can't. I can't do it. Ugh. Also, and it has, like, just such a... He makes such a noise at the beginning of it that you're like, please, I don't want this. He tries oh, the grito, which... Yeah. Mm, still Mexican. Yeah. You're still dressed as a Spanish bullfighter, and it's Mexican! Okay. Also, poor Mike Chang and Brittany, who had to come out... <laughs> and, and dance! Yo, this was, this was the most unintentional, hilarious satire yes. since the... You gotta grow up and be a man speech from season one, episode three with Victor Garber. Yeah. Like, I was cackling at this because this was satire. This was camp. This Mm -hmm. was art. Yes. It was the dinosaur arms that got me. Like, you already have them come out as bulls to do a bullfighting number with them. But it was this move that got me. I was like... Please put the dinosaur arms away. Please stop. They don't need to be here. No. Just let them walk off stage. Please let them walk off stage. Oh, God. Let, let the two rest. They've, done, they've carried enough weight of this glee club. They have, they have, yes. And they don't even have lines this episode. It's just them doing this weird, like, mm-hmm. bringing them in for dancing numbers and... Oh, well, now I'm just remembering Brittany's one line was the aforementioned I'm bilingual because she took that as bisexual. It wasn't Santana. Anyway. Um, But so at the end of this, um, Santana's like, yeah, I'm the one that submitted those complaints because my like this is my education and it's not a joke to me like it is to you and continues to call him out on the narrow sidedness of like his Spanish idea of Spanish culture. Right. 
Um, yeah, he just perpetuates stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, but go off Santana. An amazing line, though, of why don't you just dress up as the Taco Bell dog and bark the theme song to Dora the Explorer. Yeah. I was like, who wrote this? That's yeah. like... That was a moment. This that scene was, had potential. This does, scene yeah. had potential, but it definitely feels like because they were trying to shove so much into this episode that this scene got truncated. And I was like, this is the most important yes. scene in this whole episode. Why I did would, you shorten it? I would have loved for, like, this sort of, like, tension of Will, like, being a bad Spanish teacher mm-hmm. to have maybe been given a little more, like, not just been, like, a one-episode thing. Yes. Obviously, it would have taken away. I would have had to remove another plot somewhere else to be like, Will's actually a bad teacher, and he needs to only focus on Glee. Mm-hmm. Um... And, like, Santana's resentment of him, like, bubbling up until we get this big, like, blowout scene where she's like, you are terrible. Offensive. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you're you're yeah. a great glee teacher because that's what you're passionate about. Which I love, but yeah. he deserves more flack for being a terrible Spanish teacher because it's all, his, all of his Spanish teaching is centered around racism. All of right, it is centered right. around racism. And one of those things is part of a curriculum, and one of those is essentially an extracurricular activity. Yep. So. And it's for that reason that I don't think the whole you're a great Glee teacher of it all was earned. No. no. Like, that di- they didn't need to do that. Like, nope. that could have been the less Like, we'll talk about it in a few, but, like, that could have been the lesson at the end where it's like, okay, Will is going to be the music teacher instead, maybe. Because, yep. like, or some sort yeah. of, like social studies teacher because mm-hmm. like he can pick up cult like american right. music culture what have you like yeah. they did not need santana of all people to be like no we, re- we respect you because glee because yeah. fuck fuck this nonsense this, i will say like, i also loved the part where she was like what tell me why did you become a spanish teacher and he has to be like it was literally it was the, the only, only thing available yep the time yep so this one minute scene was like santana forgiving him and i did not need it right then i needed him to sit in being yelled at sit in the shame that you have to be more chagrined yeah especially if he's been teaching this for like the last three to four years he's been teaching spanish that means for three to four years you've been using your racist ideologies of the spanish culture of mexican culture of whichever to influence children Sit in your shame for a good five minutes. And then at the end of the episode, Santana can walk into your office while you're crying into a book, I don't know, and say, you know what? You're a terrible Spanish teacher, but you're a great Glee teacher. Do that. Yeah. But Uh, anyway. We don't have time for that, apparently. Nope. We have to move on. We we have to go to Emma's small business. Yes. Um, Will, so it's in the teacher's lounge. Coach Beast and Emma are speaking. And something's like, it's just such a great plan. And Will, the asshat, walks in and goes, what, my plan for regionals? Will, not everything is about you. Will, Will, nobody asked you. Literally no one asked you. No. Self-important white man. (laughs) Yeah. And this is where we learned, um, wait, oh no. Sorry, maybe I skipped ahead, but, um, I, I, because my next note is the is the pamphlet "Taint Misbehaving." Yes. About the importance of washing your jockstrap. Yep. Yeah, you're right. her pamphlets. Okay, that is that scene. Yes. Yep. We, oh, we because have... it's a cutaway. Yes. They have a cutaway to the boys where they're like, right? Oh, who, Coach Beast and Scrub. Like... Who knew it was that easy? Which is yeah. like perfect, perfect Finn acting there. Like that's what we want Finn to be. Is just like, uh, like a, 
a himbo. Yes. Yes. We do want him to be a himbo. Finn, Finn is at his best when he's a charming himbo. What's the criteria yes. of a himbo? I just saw a TikTok about this. It's three things. They have to be stupid, attractive, and I don't remember what the third one is. It's like, un, it's not, I it, think it's something like, like un, unassuming or like non-threatening. Or like innocent, something along those lines. Yeah. 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 There's like, there's like a, a, a boyish charm to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they don't know they're being a himbo. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which, Finn. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, mi- like, mix it all together and you got one Finn Hudson. Right. Um, um, yeah, and so Coach Beast is like, this This business is amazing. We're getting him into the big colleges. Yes. Because yes. it's such a revolutionary taint-washing pamphlet. Um, and and then and she says the line, "I show, uh, when I showed these to my cooter, I which know. is just the most unhinged line I can't this season so far. <laughs> that sentence spoken out loud oh yeah um it's a terrible choice for a name terrible choice for a name no Um, gosh yeah and basically this is also like you should feel bad will and Mm -hmm. i love that for us yeah Yeah, more shame you just got told you're a bad spanish teacher and now you're getting told you were a bad fiance yep Uh, you're trash side note i'm fuck will schuster as per usual Mm -hmm. um and uh Ricky Martin apparently gives awards to his students. Um, my question is, how much time has passed? Um, because if this is a week-long Spanish course, not long enough to give your students awards, bud. No. Nope. Or for them to actually learn s- anything. And then he says, like, it's been a great year. And I'm like, a year? <laughs> Who even understand how time works? I know. This Spanish class was taught in a wormhole where they can condense a year's worth of Spanish into about a week. If that's the case, Duolingo is clearly running that Spanish class. Mm-hmm. It annoys me I every wish day. They had had a threatening owl in the back of every scene of uh-huh. <laughs> of the night school. Yeah, just sitting on Ricky Martin's shoulder, like. Oh, that would terrify me. It's also a cartoon, still. Yeah. Yep. What drove me the most insane during this scene is, like, the bell rings in this scene in an after-school Spanish class. Who is ringing this bell? Because they're not automated to go off after school is out. No. Who is in the office, like... Let them know. The night principal. Yeah, it's it's probably Brittany. For 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 as long as... As much as anybody knows, it's probably Brittany who snuck out of Cheerios practice to be like, what does this do? I love ringing the bell. God! I I hope so. (laughs) I love that for her. That's that's the most delightful mental image. Um, can you... If you were a high school teacher, can you just offer another man your job? Can you just be like, I think you should teach this (laughs) now. Sure, he asked Figgins, but, like, I feel like there's got to be more channels than that. Yeah. And on that same note, can you just suddenly be like, nah, I'll go teach history. Yeah. Something he is, in theory, equally unqualified to teach. Yep. Right off the bat, he was like, oh, do you know history? And Will's like, eh. Yeah. I at least know the Nazis didn't win. <laughs> is that right? good and enough? I mean, in English, so he's got that. Cool. You got, you got a baseline there. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. for you. And so then the question is, who got the tenure? Um, and um, we find out late. Like, we, well, we'll we'll put a pin in that because we have to cut to. Um, it turns out Becky's the one that filed the complaints against mm-hmm. Sue, and mm-hmm. Sue already knows because she broke into, broke into the, the complaint box and yep. knew that um, it was 
what they were written in crayon yep. and it was either Becky or Brittany and Becky's the better speller. Yep. Um this this was a nice little wholesome good Sue scene. Yeah. Um she Sue understands like I I haven't been focused on my Cheerios as much. Thank mm-hmm. you for the feedback. You know like that's what makes you a good co-captain. You know you're not afraid to make the tough calls. Um and like I think the whole Becky of it all is also why Sue could be a good mom because yeah she does know how to take care of her loved ones and yeah. she knows how to fight for them um, as unhinged as literally everything else is about Sue Sylvester but but then I have to think what was the point of attacking Santana what right. is this timeline of mm. her breaking into Figgin's office to find the complaint from Becky Jackson because if Sue has the ability to do that the likelihood is that Sue did it almost immediately. So she's known right. this whole week that Becky Jackson was the one who complained. So then why attack Santana in the hallway? In public? It's like, you just did it for fun. You just did. did it for right. fun. Just just so that she can get a fake boobs joke in yeah. there. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I will say also, this is a nice scene, but it is wholly inappropriate to ask a student to give you fertility shots in the office of your job. Yes, it is. Fair. Valid. Correct. I like the Becky Sue relationship is always like very heartwarming. But you got to take a step back and be like, it's also inappropriate. Yep. These lines have been blurred. Please stop. Yep. And then one week is up. The plot line I forgot about. um, Yeah. Because we haven't visited it. We haven't visited it since the first act. Nope. This is the weirdest, like, time. Like, how they chose to roll out this plot Mm -hmm. is so strange. Yeah. It's so slow moving and so, like, minimal. It's them watching from separate areas the clock tick yeah tick i'm like okay clearly you two like each other enough that you want to be together if you're anticipating this time this week ending so much right Ew. this whole yeah. plot just makes me angry because it needed more time it needed to be yeah. more of a focus and it needed more time so it's frustrating and i hate the i'm i hate long looks in a hallway it's why i can't watch teen centric things i hate the yeah. long looks in a hallway i don't have time if i think back to my high school years i don't have time there is 7 minutes between class i have things to do i probably have to pee go get my other books no i don't have time thank you i don't you. have time to like stare blindly yeah. in the eyes of someone named Cordover street no nope. Only to be interrupted uh, by the boyfriend. Man, whose name your, is Your Shane. mustachioed, yeah. Who has a mustache today? I think he's always had a mustache. This is just the closest we've ever been to his face. Probably. Uh, okay. So, yeah, um, they really they really drag that whole thing out, though. Will they, won't they? No one cares. <laughs> and, and But, like, to your point, Anjali, like, if this, if Glee were only a half-hour show, mm-hmm. and they really, truly could just, like, trim out all the, the weeds... This could have been its own A plot line yep. in a thirty-minute episode, yeah, mm-hmm. and it would have been more earned, and it, there would that would like th- this would have been some sort of payoff, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but instead, we just got like five minutes at the beginning, five minutes at the end, and a whole lot of problematic shit in between. Yeah, yep. Uh, anyway, enough about that. Will made dinner to say I'm sorry, and some pamphlets apparently. And some pamphlets. Um, Do we see what he made for dinner? No. No. But there is rosé. Can Will cook? Not that's been confirmed, honestly. <laughs> Not canonically. So did he just order food from breadsticks? Probably. Because Where else would he order from? William! That's it? 
that's your apology. Probably like either cold. So nice, no, it's probably cold oven rewarmed breadsticks and box oh, wine. Yeah. I'm yeah. upset. You can keep your argument. I want a divorce now. I want a divorce now. Ew. I'm just, I'm just imagining that being the straw that broke the camel's back with Terry. Oh yeah. my god, I can't. If your apology to me is rewarmed food that you ordered like two hours prior and box wine, we don't need to be together. We just we don't. don't need to be doing this. You no. can't even stand over a stove to make your own pasta. You had to order it. Okay, no, we're good. But I'm also imagining him being like, well, I don't know how to cook pasta. So. Oh, I was just waiting for like in this scene him to go, by the way, I burnt dinner. I would yeah. have laughed so hard. So hard. <laughs> I burnt dinner. Yeah, that tracks. That makes no, sense. No, they had to go and make it earnest, though, where oh. he's like, I'm sorry. My marriage ended because my first my wife didn't believe in me. Yeah. No, <laughs> your first marriage ended Probably because she pretended to be pregnant and was planning to steal a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you were having an emotional affair with the woman you're with now. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's the least of your I worries mean, there, bud. Yeah. I mean, I guess good for you for having some sort of growth, but mm -hmm. as we know, this is Glee, so growth means nothing in this universe. It'll be out of here by next week. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Um... And but congratulations, Emma, you got the tenure. Honestly, the only one in this universe that deserves good things. Mm -hmm. She has proven to be competent before, so I would believe yes. it. Yes. Uh. And she also doesn't teach, but she is she's a guidance counselor, so I guess that counts as like a tenured position. Mm -hmm. I could sure. buy it. More so than I could a coach, who presumably only works part time. What does right. she teach? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right. Right in with your theories. Theaggressive at gmail dot com. I need to know. Um, and, it, uh, and then my final note on this is like, cool. I'm glad it took us midway through the third season for Will to decide to be a decent partner. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're not and, wrong. And that's the show. That's that is this episode. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> Wowie. This episode. Oofty doof. Anyway. <laughs> you know what, though? Let's go right into it. Let's talk about the music in this episode, though. Mm -hmm. So there's not as many songs as there could be, although some of them were weirdly rapid fire. Yeah. We have one, two, three, four, five, six songs. So let's say you are looking to use up an iTunes gift card and you have to purchase one of these songs and put it on your iPod. Your choices this week are. Okay, I will say technically they did not release La Cucaracha as a single in the real world, but I am going to keep it on the list in case that's the one in your heart that you need. Um, La Cucaracha, Sexy and I Know It, Don't Want to Lose You, the mashup of Bomboleo and Hero, La Ila Bonita, and A Little Less Conversation. You have to pick one. Anjali, after you. To be fair. Since mm -hmm. I only have to listen to it on my iPod and not watch it, La Isla Bonita. Yeah. It's the only one. Because I could just, I will close my eyes and just listen right. to it. It's fine. If I don't think about the fact that in this universe she's 16, it's fine. Yeah. Taking I think that's that my answer context, too. I would agree. Because you take that one out of context, it's just like a bop. Yeah. And yeah. Naya Rivera sounds great. Like, win-win. And it actually will probably it'd be better on an iPod instead of having to sit there and consider the context right. yep. and the fact that he was wearing leather pants during it. 
which we did not touch upon, but there was leather pants involved. It's a lot of sweat. No thanks. Uh, yeah, you would definitely like listen to it every so often, and then ten years later be like, oh, this was a fun song. I'm going to watch Glee again now that it's on Hulu. And then you get to that scene, and you're like, oh, no. No, no, it's so much worse. And also, all you had to slog through to even get to that point. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you've already run up that hill at this point, I've shoehorned it in again, Karina. I have shoehorned Kate Bush's running up I that hill like to deal with God. It goes out, we're going to be like, now we're going to look out of touch. <laughs> we are so going to look out of touch. I think the episode that just came out this week was our, like, hat trick one, where, like, yeah. I just mentioned it three times. Um, yeah. You can't run up that hill forever, Ian. I know, but I... Now, Start talking right about now other Kate Bush songs and see if we can manifest those. Oh, okay. You want me to talk about the rest of Hounds of Love, which is half concept album, which he did live in concert in 2014 as a full theatrical production? I got time. I love the information. I, I can't even that. say anything. I, I, <laughs> I know there I was, can't. and then there was the one time that I did hat trick us about Fiona Apple's Criminal, which yeah. I'm surprised, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't shoehorned more of that into this. Well, Glee and Fiona Apple don't necessarily mesh well. Not necessarily, but I still would have loved to have seen Quinn, who has zero, she had nothing to do in this episode except collect a paycheck. Yeah. Um, still would have loved to have seen Diana Agron sing Criminal. Which is actually a very good segue into our next segment. Yes. Look at you, Ian. So, Anjali, two-part question, part one. Mm -hmm. And you, you've seen the show, um, so is there a musical artist or song, entity, musical, whatever, that you would like to have seen Glee cover that they didn't or couldn't? We've already kind of touched on it. Cheetah Girls. Ooh. I wanted Naya to do something from the Cheetah Girls, yeah. but I don't know if the Cheetah Girls or Disney Channel or DCOMs existed in the Glee universe. A lot of things did, know. but they never explicitly say if... I think they might make a High School Musical reference. They might make a High School Musical joke. Which so, and I feel like kind of ties everything together, and if that's yeah. the case, why didn't they just... Because if it was going to be anything, it would be... Um, the song What If from the Cheetah Girls 3, which Chanel sings, it's the only solo that exists in the Cheetah Girls universe. Um, nev there's never any other solo songs, full production solo songs that happen in the Cheetah Girls. It's only that one song that Chanel sings, What If, in the Cheetah Girls 3, One World. I wanted Naya to sing it, just at random, for no reason. I just wanted her to sing it so I could be like, I finally, I finally got my dream. Just a little bit of it. That's it. That's Vindication. all I wanted. Yeah. Uh, you're right, uh, though. I love that. Yeah. Also, even, like, uh, a trio of, like, Santana, Brittany, and Quinn doing Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters. Yes. Like, just yeah. something. I just wanted something Cheetah Girls to happen. That would have been so great. Yeah. Um, and now part two of our question. Um, is there a song, artist, musical entity, etc., that you are happy Glee could not or did not get their grubby little fingers on. The entire girl power renaissance of Broadway. Mm. The entire... Mm. Because I thought about this. What I didn't want, if Glee still existed now, is to watch Leah Michelle stand in front of a bunch of Niata students who have lived through a pandemic and sing them Icy Stars. Or mm -hmm. for Leah Michelle, Rachel Berry's husband, to cheat on her and we get her rendition of Heart of Stone from Six. Please shut up. 
Please, yeah. shut up. Oh my God. Any song from Six the is a nightmare. entire you know, girl power renaissance of Broadway, I'm so glad Glee ended before they touched it. Ew. I think that's my favorite answer so far because you know that if Glee were around nowadays, they would have done a whole full episode of Six. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, they would have brought back Mercedes to play like Aragon or Cleves. Yeah. And then uh, Quinn would have been uh, probably Parr or um, mm-hmm. Bolin. Like they would have done so much to shoehorn six and and probably Mean Girls. Those are the two that like yeah. I definitely can feel the energy of just the it would be the Neata kids who are like seniors who are like, my senior year got ruined because of COVID. I don't get my Broadway debut right after graduating. And then she just stands in front of the classroom and sings I see stars from Mean Girls. I would have thrown up. I would and have like, thrown up. And like with that and Unfortunately, Riverdale beat them to it, but I think Heather's would have been in that camp as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like, like yeah, I mean, it would have sure. been it would have been pretty boss to see Santana, Quinn, and Britney sing "Candy Store." Oh yeah. But other than that, other than That's that, the only one. keep it. No, yeah. bye. Yep. Yep. Lee doesn't even have a JD in, the, in there. No, they they think that it's um, Blaine or Finn. Well, we, we'll get there. I, you know, um, what's Jake? In is he oh, starts in like yeah. season five. He's a JD. He's a, He's JD, a JD for sure. We don't currently have a JD, but yeah, okay. you'll know. You will you'll when know you when get you there. See him. Yes, you will immediately. You'll know like, yep, when you see him. I get the reference. I understand it now. Okay. She was right. <laughs> awesome, awesome, cool. Um, yeah. So that's our show, Anjali Desiree. Holy crap. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yes, this this is... has been so much fun. Literally Amazing. my pleasure. Literally my uh, pleasure. Come back anytime. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you, is there anything you'd like to plug? Where can people find you on social media? Um, hear your amazing theater takes. <laughs> um, I'm most active on TikTok. I, I think I post every day. Don't hold me to that. If you yell at me because I haven't posted in a while, give me some time. I'm probably asleep. Um, but I am always active on TikTok. I am, as I've said in this episode, a major conspiracy theorist. Um, I know a lot about decoms. I know a lot about musical theater. I know a lot about classic black films. So, and I'm very, very responsive. If you, if you post a comment, I've probably read it. And if I haven't commented again, and I will like, (laughs) so if you're ever trying to reach me, Instagram and TikTok, Anjali Desiree, I'm very active. Let me know. Any opinions, anything you want me to do, if you want to see me back on this podcast, please influence them to have me back on the podcast. <laughs> oh take much. No we influence needed. You let us know it. when yes. you want to come back. We'll do. Um, cool. Where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, which is at Epic Adventure of. Ian? Yes. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ibroski. Uh, ibrods on tiktok ianjbrodsky.com um yeah and the show is at glee aggressive glee aggressive at gmail.com um we just posted some somewhat serious uh merch content so if you want a ma'am this is ohio t-shirt let us know um because i want one um Can we and let us know real? yes yeah let, um and let us know your ideas for um merch Something um, on a bucket hat. That's yes, all we want to do bucket hats. Um, and what what should what should the listeners write in about this week? The only thing I've been able to think of, I've just been like sitting here being like, just write in 
about which Enrique Iglesias song is your favorite because mm. now I'm just thinking about the ping pong song. Sure. Or th- this brings us back to songs with parentheticals too. Which we already is, know mine. I know yours. My favorite topic. Which songs with parentheticals do you like? God, what if they had had? I know since they had all this through line of Ricky Martin having great teeth. What if they had had him sing "My Shiny Teeth and Me"? Oh, I'm glad that's where you went because my brain went to what if they had had an episode with him and John Stamos who plays a dentist. Dentist. Oh. Yeah. And then, oh, because then John Stamos could have sang "Dentist" from Little Shop of Horrors. And Ricky Martin could have seen Chip Skylark's My Shiny Teeth and Me from Fairly Odd Parents, and we would have had a weird teeth-centric episode. They would have or had it would to have been a the, wild mashup. They would have had to throw in the joke from Grease, brush up, brush up, brush up, get yes. the new iPad. <laughs> 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 Love it. Write us your tooth-themed episode of Glee. Um, yeah, well, thank you, uh, everyone. Uh, <laughs> For listening to to this, perhaps one of the just the most episodes of Glee, I would say. I don't know if it's the most what, but it is the most. It um, it does the most. Oh, the most extra uh, episode. <laughs> it, it is. Um, you can join us next week. Ian, did you know that next week's episode, which is season three, episode thirteen, aired on February fourteenth of twenty twelve? I do what, now. What do you is think that, that episode is could that, be about? Is that why it's called Heart? Mm, because you're using your context clues you gotta have heart if that was an episode about damn yankees it would have been a better time presumably we haven't even watched it yet i'm already upset oh no Um, well mostly because it's not about damn yankees right so join us next time we'll presumably (laughs) talk about valentine's day uh on our quest to talk about holidays wildly out of season so ian i have to ask you does this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode of Glee? No. <laughs> you know, but, that's very, But what very does fair. is the idea that not even thinking that this could be a Valentine's Day thing, seeing the title heart and thinking, oh, maybe they're going to do some wild damn Yankees mashups, that makes me want to watch it. You're only in it for damn Yankees, aren't True. we all? True. <laughs>